warm coffee isn't a thing anymore. Like after you have a kid, you're kind of just like, well, I'm drinking cold coffee constantly or you're running, yeah, you're running to the microwave eight times a day. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 87, and today we are back together. It's been a while, (laughs) and Courtney is back from maternity leave, so we are back to recording as a duo. It's going to be awesome, and we are going to spend this episode just kind of talking about Courtney's maternity leave, all things baby, her journey to get there, and all of that good stuff. We also finally are like getting into like a good podcast setup, so we're... We're getting into it. We're slowly, <laughs> yeah, we're slowly making it work. Yep. So you might even see some video. We record, fun fact, we record video for like all of our podcasts and we never share them. So maybe you will start to see some fun little clips and videos of us sometimes. <laughs> when we start to figure it out more. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't yet gone back and listened to episode number 55, we talked all about how we prepped for maternity leave in that episode, and we were actually just looking at some stats on episode performance and found out that that is one of our, in our top 10, like most downloaded episodes ever. So we know you guys liked it, probably listened to it. Uh, We talked all about how we prepared for salary, how we prepared to get everything batched and content created and everything and basically just how we prepared for it both through our content and mentally (laughs) and monetarily like through money and everything else. So today we're not going to chat about that since you've already heard it all, but we are going to talk just more about Courtney's maternity leave and her experience and all of that good stuff. So yes, yes. And honestly, this was like a really hard podcast episode for me to outline. Abby's like, talk about your maternity leave. And I was like, oh gosh, okay. (laughs) What do I talk about? Because if you have been there and done that, it's like, it's a very crazy ride. It's people talk about how like, it's kind of a vacation, which like sort of maybe, but then it's also, you're learning so many new things and it's all brand new to you. So you're, you're exhausted and you're busy, but then you're not busy. Yeah. I remember thinking, all the things I'm going to be able to do right. while I'm maternity leave when really, and really, you really aren't physically doing a lot because you are really sitting on the couch, but the mental load of feeding your baby every two and a half hours yes. is so much more than doing a workout every day. Yeah. Like, and you never realize in your life how fast two and a half hours goes until you have a newborn that you have to mm-hmm. feed every two and a half hours. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, it's been two and a half hours. What? <laughs> So yeah, it's just, it's a magical time, but it's also a time of learning. Um, And I'm just going to backtrack a little bit, but if you've been following along, you probably knew a little bit about our fertility journey. Um, And yeah, to anybody out there that's going through something uh, during 
fertility or like new mama, I've been there. I feel you. Um, Abby's also kind of had a unique fertility journey too, um, which for me, I it's like kind of a blessing in disguise, but it's also a very sad thing too. But I was able to lean on her during our fertility journey and she understood where I was coming from, um, you know, somewhat because she also kind of went through something similar, but we had gone through two losses before we brought Mila into this world. So it was just a really weird time. It was, and it was like our first loss was right. I don't even know if we've actually talked about this much on our, on our podcast, Mm, but it was right when I quit my full-time agency job Mm -hmm. to dive into duo full-time. And Abby was just coming off of her maternity leave with Remy. Yeah. I can't even remember the timing. I started my maternity leave. Well, I was still, I had maternity leave through my agency, but then I was still working on some duo stuff while on maternity leave. And then we, I didn't go full-time until October. And you didn't go back to the agency, No, right? Like yep. maternity leave kind of ended, you transitioned mm-hmm. into duo, you didn't yeah. go back to the agency. So yeah, very yeah. weird timing there. Yeah, very and then weird. when I ended up quitting our full, or the agency full-time for me and going full-time duo, that's literally, it was like a week later, I think, or something really mm-hmm. random something very close where I found out we were having our first yeah. pregnancy loss. Yep. And so ob- obviously Abby was like very great. And she's like, you need to take the time for you to like figure this out. And so here it was just this really exciting time in my life. Cause we had just found out we were pregnant. I was quitting my agency job that was bringing me down. I was diving into duo full time. And then we just got smacked with this reality of like losing our first baby. So it was a really hard time because I was so excited about everything that was happening. And then that excitement just gets ripped from you. So then, um, you know, we did some testing, figured some things out, but we were just like, well, we didn't actually figure anything out. Everything seemed fine. Uh, got pregnant immediately that next cycle and, um, ended up losing that pregnancy too. So it was a really rough start for me for diving in full-time duo and hard for Abby too, because she had to figure out how to navigate our clients at that time, how to help me from a personal level and perspective, how to keep the business going. So it was just, it was really messy and difficult. And And we've always talked about how like duo is always like family first. We did, we started this business to have more time mentally and physically and just in general with our family. So I think it's like a really good test during that time frame of like, you have to, even though you want so badly to jump into like all the things from a business perspective, other things need to take priority. Like whether it's like forced upon you, but it's definitely something that like, it was a challenge and has been like we've juggling, we've been juggling that for years because we're in crazy stages of our life right now where Mm -hmm. where we have families we're juggling kids we're juggling like this dynamic of things changing and I think it can be like for me in particular I like look back and I don't know if you think about this too but I like will look at other people who are navigating or just starting entrepreneurship they don't have kids yet and they can just go hard with Mm -hmm. everything they have in their business. And sometimes I feel a little bit like, I wish I had that. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) 
I wish I had some of that. But also it's beautiful what we have now. So yeah. it's yeah. weird. It's, it's a, weird. It's definitely a beautiful mess. And yeah, I don't know. It's just so crazy to think also too that ever since we started Duo, we've actually like ran into like some really hard personal things. And it's, mm -hmm. you think when you start a business, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. This is brand new. Mm -hmm. I'm going to dive in. We're going to rock it. And then life hits you and you're like, oh gosh, how do I deal? How do I deal with this? Plus starting a new mm -hmm. business, plus trying to be passionate about that. Plus yeah. trying to like <laughs> raise two little boys that are super close in age and like deal with infertility issues and like lean on each other for support there. It's, it's a lot. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people talk about that because it's hard to talk about. It's hard to be vulnerable and it's hard to show that side of you and like show that you don't actually yeah. have all of your shit And you together. only, I mean, you only see the highlight reel online. Mm -hmm. You, mm -hmm. on the websites, on social media, on anything, you only see the highlight reel of everything that's amazing about what you have. But behind the scenes, there is so much more to navigate. And thankfully, like during this journey, I remember we had like a handful of clients and we had to push things. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they, like, we are so grateful for like all of the clients that had worked with us and understood that our priorities were in the right place and that we needed to push things and we needed to spend time on either ourselves or our family. And I think that's like asking for help during that time was like so key. Oh, absolutely. Yes, for sure. So fast forward then, um, you know, my husband and I, we were on this journey for a while and I, we, you know, did acupuncture. I did Mayan massage. If you have any questions about any of this kind of like hippy dippy stuff, when it comes to trying to <laughs> conceive, I'm your girl, um, hit me up whenever, but it was the night before we flew out to Iceland last August that I got a positive pregnancy test and I was shocked and excited, but also like terrified but I'll never forget, we had acupuncture. We both had acupuncture that day. And so we told our acupuncturist, Megan, um, at Mother Moon Acupuncture, who actually was a client of ours too. Um, and we celebrated, but I'll never forget on our way home, we, there was, I was sitting in the car, like on my phone or something. And Justin's like, Hey court, look up. And I looked up and there was this giant rainbow over the highway on our way home. And I feel like that was just a sign for me that everything was going to be okay this time around. So it was incredible. And then we went to Iceland, which if you haven't been, everybody needs to go. Abby, put it on your list. It's been, it's been, um, I've been there for 24 hours. Doesn't oh yeah, really yeah, count. That's but right. layover, yeah. <laughs> Not the same. Um, and we were blessed with so many amazing rainbows there. So I just knew in my heart that that was like, it was a sign that everything was going to be okay. Did that mean my pregnancy wasn't full of anxiety? Absolutely not. I was still very anxious, but She's here now. And no, not you. You weren't anxious. No, I'm <laughs> not an anxious human at all. Ask Abby. I was super chill the whole time. Uh, all um, validated. <laughs> but, um, and now she's here. So yeah, she, um, if you haven't already heard or seen her on there, but on our Instagram, um, it's Mila, Mila Joy, so a little MJ. Uh, she was born on May 3rd and ended up having a C-section and that's okay, but it was just a little bit, it was just not expected. Um, but lucky for me, my partner over here also had a C-section. Well, not lucky. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying. Well, second second time was pretty great, so I'm not, not going to um, lie, but yeah, only C-sections for the duo. So. Yeah, apparently that's how it goes. Um, I wanted to be just like Abby. So, um, <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, had to be induced, which I believe you also 
mm-hmm. or induced. Yep. So just like all the things that you don't prepare for and don't necessarily want to do, or if you do want to do it all like more power to you, but it just wasn't a part of our plan, but, um, ended up being induced, ended up having a C-section, uh i also had spd which i think you guys heard about along the way too which was a very unfortunate pelvic thing towards the end of my pregnancy so you know towards the end it was kind of just like let's just let's get this baby here and be done (laughs) with that part of it but um yeah so then we i started maternity leave and i had literally no idea what to expect i prepped as much as i could but um you know it was just it I mean, Abby even warned me. She was just like, you need, cause I was like, should I be in duo? Should I not be in duo? You know, like <laughs> I can run our social still. And she's like, absolutely not Courtney. She's like breastfeeding, which was a part of our plan. And we've been successful with so far, um, is a whole another beast and job in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And like you're learning the baby's learning it's, you know, a process and you guys kind of have to figure each other out. So, um, yeah, so went home. I did not expect, like, obviously I did not plan for a C-section at all. So that was my bad in doing no research for that. I feel like everybody does so much research for a vaginal delivery and like how you're going to take care of yourself and bounce back, but you don't really think of the C-section as an option if that's not what you're planning. So I did not do much planning for that, which kind of made me feel a little ridiculous, but I think my men- I mean my mentality and not it was not a great one. I didn't even do a birth class because I was like I I remember you telling yeah, me that. I, yeah. and that was a mistake on my part. Um but I was very much like whatever happens happens. I'm just along for the ride. And <laughs> which I thought was like, you know, easy breezy way of going about it and little did I know it was like I had to be prepared for literally everything throughout my first labor. And yeah. That's my one piece of advice to anyone now is to get themselves a doula because I wish, which I thankfully my sister-in-law is a, um, she was a labor and delivery nurse. So she came in that day to be with me, um, during my first and yeah, that was like a hundred percent necessary. And also when you have a doula, I believe they're with you before too. So like you can talk Mm -hmm. with them Mm -hmm. leading up to, and also helping you through, afterwards. But I think I was so dependent on the team that was there. And I ended up having such a long labor that my team, like, you know, team changes so fast. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have that consistency of someone being with you the whole time. And yeah, that is my one piece of advice for any new moms who are nervous and don't know what to do is to get themselves to hire a doula. Like, Which absolutely. I did not. <laughs> but I so did give I you should that have. piece of advice. She did, she did give me that piece of advice. Yeah. I think the unfortunate thing with stuff like that too, is just like how much it can end up costing. Yeah. And yeah. I know it's so, not like money wise, probably which, not, which I'm not sure if you can use a HSA on that. You might, I, I don't think know. You might be able to. So that's a, that's a good thing to look into if you're a, but again, in the entrepreneurship mama. world that we're in too, like that's not always the <laughs> easiest mm, right, thing right? when it comes to healthcare and all of that other stuff. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's so funny that you talk about like how your like team changes throughout the day. Have mm-hmm. you ever had those reels where they're like a new mm-hmm. mom in the postpartum room and they're like a constant like nurse every hour mm-hmm. on the hour? And yeah, that like, yeah. that was something Justin's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I like the ones where they wake you up in the middle of the night to push on your belly. Like, oh, mm, yeah, no that thanks. is something you you warned me about. <laughs> 
nobody else ever told me about that. But yeah, mm-hmm. they push on your they push on your belly after you have a baby mm-hmm. and don't feel good. Not ideal. No. no. But they try to be so sweet. They're like, okay, ready? And they're like, mm. Yeah. Some are nicer than others. But yeah. 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 Um but yeah, I did as much prep as I could. Uh, I had like little snacks next to my uh, table in my bed. Justin brought, he took the mattress and put the mattress on the floor. So it was easier for me to get in and out of. Um, pillows, like bobby pillows, like that was a must, especially for a C-section because it was it was kind of painful. I think we did the, the football hold for breastfeeding for a while because it was hard to have the baby on the incision. So um, just stuff like that, though, like really just taking care of yourself. But I would say as far as my mat leave went, it was I can't complain too much because it was pretty it was pretty easy. Um, It was nice being able to check out during that time. And I felt really confident about the way we set Abby up to run duo. And she was killing it while I was out. (laughs) She like never really checked in with me too much right away, which (laughs) there was a part of me where I was like, do I ask how things are going? Like, does she still want to keep doing this? Does she hate her life right now? What's going on? But she did a really good job of just like letting me be a mama and being there for me personally when I needed help with anything that dealt with a baby. If I was like, oh my gosh, is this normal? Like, am I ruining her or are things okay? (laughs) Am I doing this right? Um, but she's a pretty easy baby too. So I think we're pretty lucky there. Um, I know some people don't have that experience. So, um, we were very fortunate. Um, I do remember though, there was, one, <laughs> there was one morning where I was just struggling and like, we were both having an off day and I was texting my husband and I'm pretty sure I was just like, I texted him. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you can, but I quit. At, I quit <laughs> at that moment. You're like, I am, I can't do this. This is not, I'm not made for this or whatever. Or you're like, something's wrong with the baby. She's broken. But he brought me, <laughs> he brought me, he walked in that day with a growler full of cold brew and he like handed it to me he's like here this is for you for having a rough maternity leave day and I was like oh my gosh you are <laughs> you're amazing because first of all like warm coffee isn't a thing anymore like after you have a kid you're kind of just like well I'm drinking cold coffee constantly or microwave. you're running yeah you're running to the microwave eight times a day so um that was really lovely and I say that every new mama should have easy access to coffee so all you <laughs> hubbies out there or significant others taking care of women that just had a baby you just remember that um <laughs> but yeah I mean other than that I it's funny too that Abby says you think you're going to have all this time to do stuff. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm having a spring baby. So I'm going to be out in my garden. I'm going to be planting. I'm going to be picking weds. No. <laughs> picking weeds. Well, like, you know, weeding my garden <laughs> yeah. and like keeping it nice. Oh my God. No, this is like uh, our, our yard was the most destroyed it's been this entire year. Our neighbor even said, which bless her heart, but she was just like, you can tell you've got a newborn because you're your yard. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay. Thanks. Thanks. This is that is if you are not from the Midwest, that is a very Midwestern oh, yeah. like thing to mm-hmm. say or just to how we talk to each other. Yeah. And she's very particular <laughs> about her yard and she was just like, "Oh yeah, you can tell you don't uh, have a new or you can tell you have a newborn." And I'm like, "Okay. Well, if you want to do my yard work." Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but um yeah, okay, so it was like some of my go-to shows. I like this was just obviously when you're on mat leave, you're going to Netflix for a while. So one of my go to shows was the uh, longest third date on Netflix. Have you watched this? No, no. Well, Courtney and I are very different show watchers, though. And Courtney actually texts with my grandpa. And they talk about they 
they coordinate shows. Oh, so. yeah. We are like <laughs> the exact same person when it comes to Netflix. He'll be like, have you watched this documentary yet? I'm like, no, oh my gosh, I'm going to add it to the queue and like vice versa, which is like so funny. Um, is it is it a real like a reality show? Um, so it's yeah. I mean, it's um, not like real a reality life. show. Yeah, real life. Yeah. yeah. So I don't watch too many real life shows. I love docudramas. But I don't watch too many like real life shows. Okay. But I did watch Love on the Spectrum, and I loved oh, that show. That was those a great are show. So good, yeah. That was good. Um, do love that one. But this one is basically about these two people that go on this blind date. I can't remember if their friend hooked them up or if it was like a, um, a Tinder. Yeah, that's right, Tinder. Oh my god, I'm dating <laughs> myself know. because I don't do Tinder or anything <laughs> like that. I never have. But um, they go on this date, but they. I think maybe it was longest third date. Okay. Yeah. So they go on a couple dates. They like hitting it off. They like each other. And then he was, he's very like, I don't know. He likes to like record his life. He's very like, wants to be kind of in the spotlight, but also very like, let's just go on a trip or whatever. So he texts her and he's like, Hey, I'm going to Costa Rica. Like want to go to Costa Rica with me for a couple of days for, and like on this third date. And she's like, okay, that's kind of weird, but like, sure. Let's go to Costa Rica for a few days for our third date. Then COVID hits and the world shuts down and they (laughs) can't come back because like all flights stop. Like you can't go from country to country and they're stuck in COVID or in um, Costa Rica for, oh God, it was like 60 some days or maybe even more. I mean, they're stuck in Costa Rica for a long ass time. No, they didn't get married. (laughs) But, um, well, not that I know of. Maybe they're married now, but like after all of that, their like relationship is tested. They've only known each other barely like two dates. This is their mm, third date. That's funny. And, but afterwards, they do stay together. So now, whether or not they're still together, I should do some, I should have yeah. done research before this show. But okay, you, was, keep, you keep telling. I'll look it up. Like, that's amazing. Well, amazing and hilarious. And like, I mean, I wish I would have got stuck in Costa Rica for that long, but. I mean, with my husband, not somebody that I just barely met. Okay, next show, Jury Duty on Amazon Prime. Also, have you watched this one? Yes. Did you not all it? of that. Okay, not all of it. I couldn't, couldn't it. decide if I liked it or not. It was. I watched half of it, I'd say, and then I forgot about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, it's really, really good. Um, what is that guy's name? I'm like drawing a blank on his name now, too. Oh, they've been dating for three years. Still together. Oh, dang. So Not it worked married. out. Dating. It worked out. Okay. <laughs> Jury duty on Amazon. So basically it's um, all like set up. Like it's a fake jury, a fake case. Everything is fake. All paid actors except for one guy. And he has no idea the rest of it is fake. He thinks it's real the entire time. So it's just really funny to watch like how it all unfolds. And it's kind of like stupid humor. And like the way that they set it up is like you would never assume you'd run into these things on jury duty and he even questioned some of it he's like what in the hell is going on here (laughs) so um i thought it was really cute and funny and then uh the movie air so the movie is all about nike's deal with michael jordan which is very interesting how it all i like yeah those are those are my kind of movies too yeah like that um so those were shows go-to activities that we did um kickball and volleyball so my husband and i are both on a kickball and volleyball team I unfortunately couldn't play because I was um, healing from my C-section, but um, Mila and I have gone to almost every game. We haven't hardly missed any games, so that was really fun to kind of just bring her out. It was a beautiful time of year, so spring, and um, it was really nice to just get out and get some fresh air and watch them and just be surrounded by people. I would say that was a big thing for 
for me is just getting out of the house, getting that fresh air, getting some steps in and being surrounded by people and enjoying the presence of your friends outside of your home. Um, Someone else on your team just had a baby too, right? Yeah. 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 So it was okay. like a really fun time to kind of like have those babies together and whatnot. Um, I know you had Cal in the dead ass winter. So that was probably. Yeah. Although joined, like the cuddles and stuff like that, like while yeah. it was shitty outside, was probably lovely. Yeah. But... I am very fond. Looking back on my maternity leave, which was like January to April, I think, with Cal. Um very fond memories of it, like of snuggling and of going to Target and like just, I don't know, like just doing things. Also, mm-hmm. like now that I have two, the world of one kid is just sounds glorious. <laughs> like <laughs> it sounds like a vacation. Love so, you, Remy. But... <laughs> yeah. Like it's just a different world. And just having like one little baby, like I have very fond memories. Not that it wasn't hard because it was still hard, but mm-hmm. I have very fond memories of the that time. But it was, I joined a mom group. And I am still, there's like five of us, I think, in that group that still text like weekly. And we still talk, and all of our kids, we have, most of us have two kids. One has three. Um, We're all just in the same phase of life. And so right now, it's just a lot of just, you know, dealing with toddler madness. And usually I come on to say like, I'm losing my mind, help me. Um, and a lot of people do that. So. Abby just told me today they have a brand new bathroom in their basement that they redid mm-hmm. and it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she told me that sometimes mm-hmm. the boys go in there and poop and don't flush. And it's yep. like a matter of maybe a day or two later. And they're like, what? Yeah. 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 It is <laughs> potty, tra- potty training toddlers. If you're in that life right now, hit me up because it's, it is something. It is another level of patience I didn't know I had, nor I ever thought I would acquire like and I don't even know if I have it yet but it's it's a whole new level <laughs> so I'm gonna be leaning on Abby when that time comes for me <laughs> I'm I'm at PTSD not gonna want to live she's it gonna be she's gonna be like I no. can't help you I don't yeah. even want to talk about this no nope. um okay so a few new mama learnings that I kind of wanted to talk about is one of them being pumping so if you're a mama that's breastfeeding and pumping um do not forget your pump parts when you go out and about because I made this mistake the first time I went out without Mila I went to a Beyonce concert and I was so proud of myself that I had all my equipment and I was like okay I'm gonna find the pumping station at the concert I'm gonna go do that and then I'm gonna be good I'm gonna go grab a cocktail and I'm gonna meet the ladies and we're gonna watch the queen bee sing her face off and I get to the pumping room and I hear the lady next to me, the curtains closed. She's pumping away. I'm like, dang girl, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting there frantically going through all my pieces. Well, no, I just like get it all set up and I'm like, you know, good to go hit the start button and something's not right. Like the whole, like the whole motor's working and everything, but like there is zero s- suction happening. And I'm like, what is going on? Freaking out. I'm like, has because when you're a new mom and your breasts start to feel like it is super painful when you can't relieve yourself, get clogged ducts, all like, it's just a whole shit show of stuff. <laughs> Abby has been mm-hmm. there, done that too. But um, called my husband frantically because he like helped me pack it up and he cleaned all the parts. <laughs> and he's like, okay, let's go through all the pieces. He's listing them all off, blah, 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 blah. And then he lists off the one piece that I didn't realize that we were missing. And it was the, the, the valves, the duckbill valves mm. or whatever. Yeah. That, like, I don't know. 
I still don't actually know all the crucial part. Yeah. Very crucial (laughs) part. And I was like, oh my God, that's the part that's missing. And he's like, oh my God, Court, I'm so sorry. Cause he cleaned the parts and like packed, put them in the bag for me. And those were the two pieces he forgot. And I was like, okay, well, I guess. I'm going to have to figure this out. So <laughs> you should have just knocked to the lady next oh, to you and asked her what kind of pump she had. Literally <laughs> the lady, I like, I contemplated that, but then I didn't want her to be like, Oh, sucks, sucks. Like, I'm not going to help you be weirdo. Like, <laughs> and so I went back to the ladies and I was like, well, this is, this is what's happening. And I could already tell that my boobs were like starting to get full. And I was like, I have to go hand express my boobs in the bathroom. I have no other choice right now because especially lefty because lefty is the, like the good producer, my slacker boob, she was fine, but lefty was not. So I went to the bathroom twice at a Beyonce concert and hand expressed milk out of my breast. So nice. just note to self, like double, double check those bags. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, this is getting to be a long episode. I apologize. <laughs> but it's a little behind the scenes, yeah, behind yeah. the scenes episode. Um, So the next thing I want to talk about quickly is just recovery and bounce back culture. I feel like that was the biggest shock to me in maternity leave is that you go in, you have this baby, you're like, oh, I'm going to go back to like my normal size or like my belly is going to drastically get smaller. And that is not. You're just going to lose all this weight from breastfeeding. It's just going to fall off. Yeah. And like literally (laughs) that's everything I read. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll be back to myself in no time. And that is such a like crock of shit, Mm -hmm. like not even close. I am still not even close to my birth or like the weight before I was pregnant. Like it, bounce back culture is such a hard thing to wrap your head around because everybody's like oh six week appointment like now you can go do everything that you could do before like you can work out like you could you should be like losing all that weight you should look what you looked like before you were pregnant and i'm like oh my god if that's the case like i am far behind everybody because that's not happening for me Mm. and the more you talk to moms in your life the more they're like, yeah, that's bullshit. Like I didn't feel normal at six weeks. I still don't feel normal now. I still have days where I'm like in some pain and I can't do what I used to do before. So I just want to say to all the new mamas out there or any mom, even years later, like it doesn't like your body is changed and it's changed forever. And I don't think we should be expected to start working out at six weeks if we don't feel like it or feel like we have to get back to what we were before we had a baby because your body went through something very large and traumatic and you don't have to be back to what you were before. So no, I'm three years post having a baby and I'm still trying to get back to what yeah, I was like, before. It's, it's just adjusting. I also think it's, it's not, it's like bounce back is such a bad thing because you're a different person. It's just learning how to really like love your new self yeah and whatever capacity that is because you've changed dramatically in like all the ways you're supposed to so i think it's yeah there's a lot of just like bad imposter syndrome everything else which Mm -hmm. we've actually talked about that on the podcast episode i can't remember the episode but we can include it in the show notes um about imposter syndrome and what to do when that starts creeping in because i think that like not only does that happen in our business but it happens in our personal life when other people are in the same stage of oh, yeah. you and i think at those points it's really just like you got to shut off the social media shut off the things that are triggering it and also understanding those things that are triggering it so that then you can stop because mm-hmm. 
other it's so it's so bad in like this time frame when you are becoming a whole new person yeah absolutely yeah and you just have to listen to your body like listen to your body that's what i started like i was like I need to start working out and I need to do this and that and get back to what I was. And I was like, no, I just actually need to listen to my body from day to day. And it could change from day to day. There are days where I felt great and there's days where I don't feel good. And that's still to this day. And I just have to listen to the cues that my body is giving me and follow those. So mm -hmm. that's my biggest advice for women going through postpartum for sure. Yeah. And then to kind of wrap it up, I would say that some of my favorite things about being a new mama, I mean, there's so many so many things but um i can't she's four months now four and a half months so she's like not even a newborn anymore which blows my mind oh, she's still a teeny baby. oh my god oh, <laughs> she's not as teeny as she used to be um but like the skin to skin contact was absolutely my favorite thing when she was a, a newbie she would just lay there on my chest and now she's like getting too big to do that or like too like fidgety and movie but that's just like the best part of the newborn phase i think is when she just sleeps all day and she's just on my chest and I absolutely loved that but as she continues to grow it's so fun to just watch them grow into their personalities and the things that they start doing I know there's moms I think something that bothers me about and if you're a mom that does this I apologize but I hopefully I can change your perspective <laughs> when moms are like oh I missed that phase or oh I wish we could go back to that and it's like you do have some of that and I feel like you're always going to have some of that but what I'm trying so hard to do is embrace every phase like the good the bad you know the changes mm -hmm. but i think i mean do i want those newborn snuggles back of course like those were the best but now watching her grow into her little personality and like her babbling and she likes to spit she like blows bubbles constantly and it's just like i have to remind myself of like all of these things that she's growing into and try to embrace every single stage because mm -hmm. you're always going to want your baby yeah. back or your toddler yeah. back or you know when they're a teenager you're gonna want them yeah. small again or whatever yeah. but yeah it's just so fun to just like be in the moment and watch them grow too because yeah. i think that being present part is so hard mm -hmm. but also it is and i think every parent will tell you in the moment that they're in like when you talk about how hard it is in whatever season you're in and then someone says just wait until and yep. you're like no, that's not what I need right now. I don't need that. That's not going to help me in this moment. And also, I don't want to wish for the future. Right. I want to find ways to enjoy the now. And sometimes I just want to complain about how hard it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> without a solution. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it is. I think being present in the moment has been one of the hardest things mm -hmm. as like in my kids are only three and four and i know there's plenty of people who have you know teenagers and that is like right. it is hard it's hard as your kids grow and then you have to be present in the moment of life that you're in now rather than wishing back or forward mm -hmm. it's hard mm -hmm. and i was always that woman that i i hated it when people are like you probably heard this all the time but it goes so fast and i'm like <laughs> okay please stop saying that like i get it and i like it does go fast. like i can't even believe she's already four and a half months and like how much she's grown she's she's a tank she's like 17 and a half pounds <laughs> but um and that's part of it too like it does go fast but try to slow down when you can and be as present as you can because that is that's the best part of all of it mm -hmm. it's just an amazing easier said than done easier but, said but than we're done. practicing for it sure that's yes. that's for sure yes so yeah i mean that was kind of my mat leave in um 35 minutes so <laughs> 
<laughs> well, your mat leave was much longer than 35 minutes. Yes, so I'd say that's yes, pretty good. Yes. So pretty good. But yeah, I mean, if you have any questions other than, you know, what we've already been asked, we've answered some mama's questions um, about how to be a mom and motherhood and entrepreneurship and mat leave and how it all works. We're more than happy to talk to you about that. Um, and yeah, I think that that kind of wraps this episode up. Yeah, it's, it was I, I was like nervous for this episode because a it's so personal and b it's my first uh, podcast. <laughs> episode back four months later here i am you guys (laughs) also thank you for yeah i mean abby for keeping the podcast going while i was out because you did an amazing job Mm kind of running it solo because we didn't quite get enough episodes yeah that this was actually one of the things we had planned on batching and it kind of it just didn't happen which is totally fine because that's something that was definitely like on the lower list of like if we can't get to this it's okay it's gonna be fine yeah but you definitely heard a lot of heavy seo stuff while court was out because i was not coming on here to talk to you about brandon so we'll start sprinkling yeah that in. <laughs> you can expect that moving forward but anyways if you want to share anything about your own maternity leave or yes. just like tag this episode with a new mom who's in the season right now on Instagram and just so they know that they're not alone in this journey. Never alone. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of Duo On Air. We'll see you guys next week. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We love hearing from you and creating this content for you.